What is going on, party people? And welcome to episode 16 of the Whatnots Review Show, where each week we pick something new to talk about, whether it be a comic book, movie, TV show, anime, manga, or more. We read it, we watch it, we do what we have to do, we come back here, and we talk about it. Uh, my name is Kyle Springer, and along with me for the ride, I have Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are you? I'm doing great, Kyle. How are you this morning? I am doing pretty well. Um, woke up maybe about an hour ago. <laughs> I ate, and uh, I'm looking outside, and it looks really nice. I think I'm going to go see a movie this afternoon. So Awesome. That's what I did last night. I think night. it should be a good day. Yeah. Oh, nice. Was, what did you go was, see? Uh, it was storming really bad. I was going to go see, like, um that outdoor theater we have here but the weather was okay. so rough instead we just gave up and we went to the movies and i finally saw incredibles 2 there you go yeah there you go now now you can go listen to our incredibles 2 spoiler cast which is out uh, on the the reactor mm-hmm. core if you guys want to go look that up or at the whatnots.com uh sweet i i think i'm gonna try and go see that uh the sorry to bother you oh, yeah. movie with I, I forget the guy's name but I, I he, he's a fantastic mm-hmm. actor and I see him in a whole bunch of stuff let me see if I can p- p- pull it up here uh like Lakeith Stanfield mm-hmm. is sorry to bother you it looks funny yeah and I've I've heard good good th- good things so I'm excited mm-hmm. but this week we are not talking about m- movies that we saw recently we're going to be talking about star wars rebels Mm -hmm. season one uh and i'm super excited (laughs) i i really love this shit this show awesome so good um and i i i hope you think it's as good (laughs) as i think it is um i've seen i think the first two seasons so i'm even behind Mm. on where the show is now uh and I need to catch up. So I think restarting season one, like we did this past week, mm-hmm. uh, is going to be my, like, I'm just going to continue watching it and get caught Good. up. Because uh, where I left off, there was some some big moments. <laughs> and yeah. I, I want to know what happens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Star Wars Rebels season one. Uh, general impressions, Melissa. What did you think? I liked it. It was really fun. Like, really solid action in some scenes. I liked the characters, yeah. and I am really interested to see how this continues and what the story points all evolve into. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting show. I, so, let me ask you this. How big of a Star Wars fan are 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 you are you like crazy Star Wars fan number one? Do you not care? Are you somewhere in the middle? Um, I didn't really watch Star Wars growing up. My dad was a, a Trekkie. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd seen all of the movies. I think at like one point when I was a kid, and it wasn't okay. until when the Force Awakens came out a couple years ago that I'm like, okay, I should try and brush up on Star Wars. I want to at least be able to interact with other big Star Wars fans when we talk about this giant piece of the pop culture landscape. So now I've seen all the movies, I think, 
at least like twice each. I've seen the Star Wars holiday special a couple times. I'm so sorry. I Well, I got the Riff Tracks version of it, so it comes with like professional <laughs> jokes laid over it, which is probably the only way to get through the whole thing and those jokes are really great and so i watch <laughs> that like every christmas oh god <laughs> or every life day i guess i, I should respect yeah. the, the wookie culture every life day <laughs> and yeah that's about where i'm at i got this book i think i mentioned it last week this is like a book for kids it's like a child's okay it's like a child's coffee table book that's just like fun facts about Star Wars. It's like one of those educational <laughs> books you'd get when you were a kid that's like, this is everything about castles. This is everything about sharks. It's it's kind of like an encyclopedia, yeah, yeah. but not really. Yeah, so I, but it's just like, it's a fun Star Wars book. So I bought this. Like, okay, I need to approach Star Wars at the so level of a child. For, for those of you listening to this as a podcast <laughs> and not watching the video version that's on YouTube... Uh, Melissa just held up a <laughs> Star Wars book, and it, it, it was actually c- c- called Everything You Need to Know About Star yeah. Wars. Um, yeah, because, so. you know, pod- podcasting <laughs> is a visual visual medium. Yeah, my so. big, shiny coffee table book for children. Uh, so I, I have at one time read a lot of things about Star Wars, but we're going to see how much information okay. my brain has actually retained. There you go. Cool. So I, my like Star Wars fan journey thing is I was always very super casual mm. with them. It was like, yeah, I liked them. Um, it was just kind of one of those things. Yeah, just every, you, you watched Star Wars because that's what <laughs> everyone did and that was it. Um, and it wasn't until I started watching the Clone Wars cartoon that I really got into mm-hmm. it. Because the prequel movies came out when I was really young, and I went and I saw all of those in theaters, yeah. um, and I I liked them well enough at the time because mm-hmm. I was a little kid and I didn't know any better. It was just like lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like then, so I I moved out to Texas for a year. I took a year off of school and I moved out to te- Texas. And uh, I ended up getting a job, and my coworker was a huge Star Wars nerd. Um, like he he knows all sorts of stuff and can just like list off facts and like well in this book mm-hmm. they did this and that this mm-hmm. and that you know and then it ties in with these co- comics and they did you know um, and so he he was trying to get me more into Star Wars, and I finally started watching the Clone Wars cartoon. And something about that cartoon, it finally, it like, it finally clicked in my head. I was like, this is awesome. I really like Star Wars. (laughs) This is so cool. Um, Because, like, the the whole thing with, like, the the stupid, like, trade federations Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff that no one likes. I mean, like, that stuff all went over my head. But then seeing the actual Clone Wars cartoon and... Like, yeah, it's a cartoon. It's meant for kids. So they have to explain everything as if they're talking to kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so here's dumbass me sitting there like, I don't understand. Oh, okay. (laughs) I get it now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, 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 yeah, like it, it, 
despite it being a cartoon and to some people that might equate to oh it's watered mm. down um it actually really wasn't yeah. like there was a lot of like really awesome character moments in in the like six seasons that they had there and in fact uh ahsoka is now like my all-time yeah. favorite star wars character and she's fantastic mm-hmm. um but that show ended up getting canceled when disney oh. bought uh yeah bought lucasfilm but they were already way into production of season six uh so cartoon network couldn't air all of oh. that stuff um so netflix picked oh. it up and season six of the star wars clone wars was like a netflix I, I, I don't know if it's considered a Netflix original, but it was a Netflix exclusive. Cool. Like, that's where it, it, it aired. Um, but yeah, so then that show wrapped up, and then Star Wars Rebels was the first cartoon that they made mm-hmm. uh, under, like, the Disney... The guiding hand of Disney. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I was real skeptical at first, because... When the first trailers started coming out and the first artwork, I was like, this looks extra Disney. <laughs> like, they, they, they t- 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 took the artwork from the Clone Wars and j- just, like, com- not completely redid it. It was still the same style, mm-hmm. but there was just this added, like, Disneyfication mm. to it. Um, and you were following this main character who looked a lot like Aladdin. <laughs> And that's exactly what he was. That's, they yeah. e- even call him a street rat. Yeah, that's the at, first at one thing I point. wrote down in my notebook is Riff Raff Space Rat, I don't buy that. <laughs> Riff Raff Space Rat, I don't buy that. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that was the whole thing. I was like, this is just going to be Aladdin in space. Like he's going <laughs> to he's gonna find some princess jasmine and it's like it's just gonna be that i was like this is gonna be so stupid and um i want to say like a month or two before the first episode aired um they released that first chase scene and yeah i was Mm -hmm. like this is aladdin this is aladdin (laughs) i'm so disappointed as much as i love aladdin no this is not what i want from star wars um and season one ended up coming out, and I think I watched the first, like, two or three... I, th- I think they released, like, the first two or so episodes back-to-back. Mm-hmm. I know that first one was an hour long. It was, like, 40-something yeah. minutes. Uh, and then the sec- second one after that, I, th- I think they released those within, like, that first week. So I, w- I watched that, and I was like, okay, it's not that bad. Uh... Still don't know how I feel about space Aladdin Ezra. Uh, this guy is. Who does he think mm-hmm. he is? Huh? Um, but uh, yeah, I I I I fell off because I didn't have cable. But then my mm-hmm. co the the one coworker who I I I I guess former coworker by the time this show came out, I was back here in Richmond and back in school. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, he, he had cable and he let me use his 
I guess, like, cable sign-in to do, like, hey, mm-hmm. I can watch live t- TV on my computer anywhere I am yeah. thing. Uh, so I signed into Disney XD, and I binge-watched that whole first season in, like, a day. And I was like, this is actually really good. I love this. This is so good. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of it that that's what this show is it it starts out as space aladdin uh and then it starts to go into some really really cool places um mm-hmm. ezra who is the main character that we follow uh gets kind of tangled up with this band of rebels fighting against the empire because they have recently taken over um, this mm-hmm. is shortly after oh, I'm, Star Wars nerds are going to hate me. I believe it's Order 66 is what they call it, where Darth Vader yeah. was like, hey, go kill all the Jedis. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I guess it, I, it, maybe he was still Anakin at that time. Hadn't really become Darth Vader exactly. Yeah. Or it's it, Well, no, because in the third he... Anyways... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, it's after Order sixty six. I, I, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, I heard this was taking place. Uh, I want to say five years before the events of A New Hope. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Um, I could probably look that up on Wikipedia or something, but I <laughs> uh, don't have. I guess I have my phone. I can look it up as we talk. talk. Um, but uh. Yeah, so it's it's right before A New Hope. The rebels are still kind of banding together. They haven't really united yet, um, mm-hmm. which means this also takes place, again, like five years before the events of Rogue One. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so we, we, we see some, uh, some rebels fighting against the Empire. Higher, uh, Ezra is a Force-sensitive kid, and uh, the leader of the rivals that he gets uh, tangled up with, Kanan, mm-hmm. is also a Jedi or a former Jedi, and there's yeah. some dark, mysterious stuff going on in his past too that he hints on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I I I think this show is really really fantastic. One thing that I loved about this sh- show that we will get into more once we get into spoilers uh, is that the they they start to dive into what happens if a Jedi goes wrong or a Jedi goes mm-hmm. bad, um, which of course we all know Darth Vader, you know, and that story, mm-hmm. but he's not the only one to have done that and we usually don't get their stories um and uh hey we have someone in the chat uh i'm just not sure says hey guys um so hi how are you hi Um, but uh yeah so it's neat to see kind of ezra's story and him being taught by kanan who who was this uh former jedi who you know may not have done things exactly right um mm-hmm. so yeah i i mean it, what was was there any anything you kind of want to add to general plot stuff before we dive in to yeah 
Just to fill out the rest of the cast, uh, Kanan is partners with this woman named Hira, who is the pilot of the ship. Okay. And there's also Zeb, who's who's the muscle. Yeah. He's some sort of big lemur man. Uh, and Hira is a Twi'lek. Yes. I remembered what they're called. And then there's a girl named Sabine, who is a Mandalorian. She's got one of the cool Boba Fett helmets, but it's pink. And she's an artist. Yep. And that's... Oh, and there's a, a droid, of course. You gotta have a droid. Chopper. His name is yeah. Chopper, and he is orange. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm just not sure in the chat ass is Solo worth it uh so before we dive into uh star wars hmm. rebels one i say yes um yeah i it's i mean it's not super important overall to the mm-hmm. thing it's literally just han solo's uh, origin story um mm-hmm. but i i i liked it i i had a lot of fun going to watch it we we, we, we also do have a episode of the reactor on mm-hmm. the whatnots.com all about solo uh so if you do go see it uh you guys you, you can have a discussion a star wars discussion from us um but yeah i i i had a lot of fun watching it mm-hmm. so that's good um yeah. that being said do you want to dive into spoiler stuff mm-hmm. for Star Wars Rebels season 1. Yes. Um So yeah, where, where <laughs> do you want to start? What I mean, do do you want to get into more of your I've... your I, I guess not g- general <laughs> thoughts, but more specific general thoughts. Uh, <laughs> or or, or yeah, was there I something that about... stood out that you want to start yeah, I want to talk about the character dynamics among the crew, because that's that's what I was looking for the most, and we got some really great stuff, but, like, oh, I know it's still building. Like, to compare it to Firefly, I was waiting for that out-of-gas episode <laughs> where we would learn how everybody else became part of this crew. Like, it's Ezra joining this crew, and we don't really know how each how that crew was a crew before he even got there. And I wanted to know that so much, and it, we didn't get it yet, but I know it's it's got to be on the way, and I'm excited. Yeah, you, you start to learn a little bit more about their back mm-hmm. their backstories and stuff. And side note, uh, the the cinematography in Solo, I I thought it was fine oh. for the most p- p- part. Um, I I don't think as as much as I didn't like Episode Eight that that just happened the cinematography and that was gorgeous um, yeah and, but yeah i mean like it, it's it, it, again last thing on this this solo stuff i mean it's 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 fun <laughs> it's a good action film it's a good heist yeah film if that's something you want to check out i say it's worth it but overall plot uh like like how much it'll affect the star wars universe as, as a whole not much there is a twist in there that you'll kind of mm-hmm. you'll kind of know if you've seen the Clone Wars and seen a lot of Rebels, um, but I I I won't go any more into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you wanted to t- talk about the character dynamic. You were hoping to see backstory. Um, yeah. W- was was there a certain character that you really wanted to? 
know more about in specifics? I I could tell that <clears throat> that Hira and Kanan were some sort of an item and they yep. never really went into exactly what their relationship to each other was. Like she'll call him dear every once in a while and like they hug at the end and that's it. And I can tell there's probably something there about, like, no, a Jedi can't get involved. A Jedi can't have anything else in his heart except for, you know, the fight for justice and peace. And <laughs> I can't have a relationship with you. Like, I know it's probably something like that, but, like, tell me. Don't make me guess about it. Well, okay, so let's let's dive in. Let's, let's start talking about Kanan. Because he's a yeah. very interesting character. Um, mm-hmm. So the we mentioned this is after Order sixty six. Most of the Jedi are dead at this point. Um, mm-hmm. That, however, does not mean that Force sensitive people yeah. aren't still out there. Um, and that you know, as as we learn down the road with all the the new Star Wars movies, um, mm. like there are more Force sensitive people out there. Uh, but there are some people who were Jedi at one point. We know Obi-Wan is still alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know... Uh, oh, your c- c- camera froze. There we go. We're back. C- kind okay, of. I'm back. Um, I got out of that car. There mic. we go. Uh, but so he was... He, he was being trained to be a Jedi, but we get hints mm-hmm. that... It's very possible that he wasn't actually ever a Jedi. Yeah, he didn't get very far before he, like, his master was attacked. You know, we're we're gonna get rid of all the Jedi, and she's like, "No, run! Like, you save yourself." And you said and... it yourself. He had a master, which yeah. If I, I, I mean, you, you 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 know, you can still refer to your master as master, even if you are a master yourself. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's that's one of those things that k- kind of hints at this guy wasn't ever actually a Jedi Master. He was only a yeah. Padawan. Like, that's mm-hmm. all he knows. Like, he never completed his training. And we see that when when he's trying to train Ezra, Ezra. And he's like, look, I tried to learn this stuff and it never clicked with me. But only now when, mm-hmm. when I'm t- teaching you... Now it's starting to make sense to me, you know? Um, yeah. I like that dynamic a lot. I like that he's, like, absolutely not prepared to be a teacher, but he knows he has to be, yeah. and he's just going to give it his best shot. And, like, Ezra had no idea he could ever do this, and he's been on his own for so long, he hasn't been around a family structure. I presume he's not been in any kind of school in forever. Yeah. It's like neither of them are built to be school able to do hard this. School of hard knocks. But they're gonna, on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna try. They're going to try. And I, I like their dynamic. I like that uh, he's just his space dad. Like, there's a point where... Kanan is, like, throwing rocks or something at him, and Ezra has to, like, bat him away with a lightsaber or with the Force or with something. And I just wrote, like, playing baseball with Dad. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, when Hira yells at the crew, I'm like, Mom is angry. <laughs> I really like the makeshift second family dynamic on the ship. Yeah, it's, it, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, if, if you're interested more in Kanan specifically... 
Um, mm. There are some tie-in comics about him. Oh, cool. Kanan, The Last Jedi, I believe they are called. Uh, I think that was right when Marvel started putting them out. They did like a, a short mm-hmm. little mini series, or it may have been an ongoing that only lasted for so long. Um, but yeah, it's more of his backstory. So there are comics out there if you want to check those out. Cool. Uh, but yeah, so one of the things that the Clone Wars started to dive into, that this is now mm-hmm. continuing, that the movies, until recently, hadn't really dived into, is the fact that there's more to the Force than just Jedi and Sith. Yeah. Um, there is... It's... Uh, because, I mean, you, you at, at, at the start, like the original movies, you get this very, very strong good versus evil dynamic, right? The mm-hmm. Jedi versus the Sith. The Jedi are good, the Sith are bad. But then that's kind of where the, the prequels kind of opened it up. Um, mm-hmm. And then the Clone Wars especially really kind of blew the door open. Um, I don't, uh, hey, thank you, uh, thank you for the follow Brandon Vans on Twitch. Ah, um, hi. So, yeah, there's this idea that you don't have to be either one to be, to, to use the force, right? So, you, you have characters like, uh, Ahsoka, who quit the mm-hmm. Jedi, uh, and you have a character like Asajj Vent- Ventress, uh, who used to be a Sith apprentice, um, but got kicked out, and she's out there, you know, somewhere. Um, and so, like, it, there's this kind of weird middle ground of they're not really good, but they're not really bad. Um, mm-hmm. And then you kind of start to open yourself up to this question of, are the Jedi really good? Because they, mm-hmm. they, they were like, I mean, they're supposed to be a religion and kind of a peacekeeping force in the entire galaxy, uh, but they've kind of sided with the Republic, and now they're the m- m- military of the Republic, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's this weird, like, I... I, I I guess the only way I know how to explain it is, uh, or I, I guess a good way to explain it, uh, apparently in some of the older comics, which technically mm-hmm. are, not, are no longer canon. Yeah, they're like the legacy universe or something. something. like that. <laughs> um, there was, I, I haven't read them m- myself, but apparently there was the idea that there was an older Jedi order before what we know now as yeah. the jedi and the, uh-huh. the old jedis um and I, I think it was even spelled differently too it was like <laughs> j-e-d-a-i-i um or <laughs> something like that who knows um but they 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 were that that peacekeeping force all about balance 
meaning mm-hmm. you had to have some bad with the good. There was this k- kind of yeah. middle that you need to be completely b- balanced. And then there was th- like a civil war and two more sects broke off of them. One was mm-hmm. like, well, no, you, you shouldn't have bad stuff because bad is bad. You know, like you should. <laughs> bad is yeah, bad. Yeah, like you should be like you should follow the light, you know. And that became mm-hmm. the Jedi order that we know today. Where it's like, you need to be good. You need to do all this stuff. Don't give in to your anger. And then on the opposite side uh, was what became the Sith. was like, no, you need to give in to all of these, you know, stuff. Mm -hmm. Just like, don't just live it up, you know. Um, And so it, it presents the idea of the Jedi and the Sith that we know today as two extremists. Like two ex- mm-hmm. extre- extremist groups, I love that idea that they're both wrong. Like there's there yeah. is actually a balance that you should find and you need to find, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I I think Star Wars Rebels really plays with that idea because we have Kanan, who's not a full Jedi, but he's still yeah. trying to be a Jedi. Uh, and then yeah. there's Ezra, and we don't know where he's going to end up yet, because he has a lot of anger and a lot mm-hmm. of resentment, um, whether it's towards his parents or the Empire or whoever else, you know. Um, he's just a, he's a very angry kid, you know? Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot of theories out there that Ezra ends up going to the dark side. Ooh. Um, I I I I would to give a li- little bit of a spoiler warning, uh, in mm-hmm. case you haven't seen some of the newer Star Wars, um, like the actual mainline movies. There is a character mm-hmm. named Snoke. We don't know who Snoke is. Snoke might be Ezra. A lot of people are thinking so. What? I have not heard this. Yep. Uh, that's all. But they I w- killed Snow. That's all I will say on that, though. Um, they cut that good boy in half. Who knows? Potentially, or it could be someone else. We don't know. Um, but yeah. So I mean, like, we don't see much of it in season one. You start to get more of it in season two. It's like, uh oh, is he gonna go bad? Um, but. Mm-hmm. You 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 really see, I, I think him struggling with, mm-hmm. like, what do I need to do? Why am I actually doing this? Like he's he's in that the the temple, right? And uh, the yeah. second question he asks is like, why am I even doing this? And Yoda, who's like guiding him, is like, that's a mm-hmm. much better question. And mm-hmm. I I think that's what he's still trying to work out. Of like what what is he doing why is he doing it you know um and so yeah i i'm rambling at this point but i, I think <laughs> kanan and ezra have a really interesting relationship yeah because you mentioned that father mm-hmm. and son stuff but then there's all this mm-hmm. kind of will they won't they not in a <laughs> sexual way but like yeah. in a are they gonna go to the dark side is is ezra yeah. you know 
is he a little bit too angry? Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, what did you think? Did some of that stuff stick out to you? Yeah, I there's a bit, and I think like the first or second episode where the crew has, um, I think they stole a bunch of that space fruit and they were giving it to the the poor people of Lothal, I believe. And Ezra's just helping hand stuff out. And then one of the citizens is like, oh, thank you. I like, I, I really expresses some gratitude. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't do anything. And then you see him. He has like a quiet moment. And it's this moment of, oh, nobody's ever expressed gratitude to me before. If this is going to happen, I might as well deserve it. I might as well actually be doing something. Yeah. Like, And he's got this legacy behind him of his parents being like, some of the first rebels like they were just everyday people but they really kind of put themselves out there and like started speaking up against the empire and against these injustices and they paid the price for it but Ezra still lives and he's got the sense of I have these opportunities I've been given these things I need to earn them Mm -hmm. and I need to and now that I've got the second family I need to like fight for them and make sure I am doing everything possible to keep them safe like the the season one finale is kanan has gotten captured and here is like we're not going back for him like he made that choice to sacrifice himself for us we have to use what he gave us that's what he would want us to do like as much as i want to we're not going back and ezra is like nope we have to go back like i have to keep everybody together yeah so i can see him going to some dark lengths to do what he thinks is a very noble thing it's it's also like Kanan is his source of understanding yeah. the power that he has yeah he's right? really lost without Kanan because he he knows if he goes to the Inquisitor like he's just gonna get killed right away mm-hmm. you know even if he's like train me or whatever you know, he, he, you know uh, like they're just gonna be like no fuck you yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and yeah so I, I i think it's not only like a love for a new family but it's this idea mm-hmm. of like i can get what i want if i stick with him yeah yeah um which i i don't like i don't think they a- 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 ever like explicitly say in season mm-hmm. one or explore it but i i i feel like that's what's going on underneath mm-hmm. it's just like huh, if I stick with this guy, I can get what I want. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, you know. <laughs> so Another interesting thing about this series is the way it structures its early episodes and what it chooses to do first. Like, after the initial introduction of the crew, then Ezra spends most of his time with Zeb. And I thought that was interesting that they didn't try and do, like, the mentor relationship first. It's like, nope, this is your crabby 40-year-old roommate. You're bonding with him first. Your brother, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And how this is arguably a series for, I imagine, uh, preteen boys. Or, you yeah. know, plenty of... Or, it's great for all ages. There's plenty of great feminine stuff in there. I love the female characters in the show, but I can imagine the the pro- what they were going for first was like preteen boys, and there's really just Ezra. Like he doesn't, except for that little bit of time where he's in the Empire Training Academy and those characters 
will pop up every once and again after that as, like, information sources. Like, there's nobody else like him. He doesn't have any peers. And I thought that was really interesting, that he's sort of alone in his demographic. Hmm. And I thought it was a neat choice that the show didn't go for, like, okay, it's just a bunch of kids. It's like, nope, there's one kid, and then, like, Sabine's maybe like 18 or something and then it's like a bunch of adults and like a robot like he doesn't it's a kid show without a lot of kids in it yeah yeah it's interesting um yeah that's strange I didn't even think about that but yeah he's very much alone he's a lonely character his parents are supposedly dead he has no one he's Mm -hmm. been by himself for eight years you know Uh, and then even in his new family, the youngest one is still probably, well, yes, Sabine is probably like 18, 19, or 20-ish. Yeah, Uh, yeah. So she is like three or four years older than him, which Mm -hmm. even that age difference, like an 18-year-old girl down to a 15-year-old boy is like two separate, you know, completely different worlds Mm -hmm. he doesn't think so but you know (laughs) he's like so hey sabine you uh what are you doing this evening you know (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was i also thought it was interesting that like in that sort of pilot two-part episode he kind of has a crush on her and then they kind of drop it which i don't i i never i'm never a big fan of that like age difference crush that is played up for comedy in a lot of like kids cartoons of like a young boy having a crush on like a way cooler older girl so i i was glad to see them not do that because it's been done enough times Uh you're not going to do it better than gravity falls did it so like why try (laughs) but like they didn't replace it with any other really interesting dynamic like he doesn't have a very specific dynamic with her after they kind of uh, push that crush to the wayside and I'm interested to see like what kind of bond they develop as the show goes on because he's very parental with like uh, with Hera and with Kanan he does have that like crabby sort of oh, comrades in arms relationship with Zeb and yeah. with Chopper and he's not exactly in one specific place with Sabine and I'm really interested to learn more about her and how she she went through like training she went she went through like an entire school program and just did as she was told and it did not pay out for her yeah and like how she got from there to here i'm really interested to find out about like what the tipping point for her was to say okay i have to leave behind everything i knew and strike out on my own and do this it's i mean even just knowing what happens in Clone Wars and then hearing where, like, I was from Mandalore in the Imperial yeah. Academy. Um, like, to me, to someone who's seen that, that's just like, oh, shit. There were mm-hmm. some things that went down th- there. Because um, Mandalore was very much like, we're not going to get involved. We're not going to do oh. all of this. And then one of my favorite story arcs in clone wars happens in mandalore and it is so good it is so good and uh i know <sighs> you, you've you've seen solo right yeah okay so you know the tw- the tw- twist at the mm-hmm. end there of who is who's still alive um yeah and um and 
so yeah, you, you you find out that that character is still alive in the Clone Wars, and he goes through some some stuff, and he has some awesome arcs. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. But at one point, he he's like, I used to be a Sith apprentice. Mm-hmm. They left me. Fuck <sighs> them. I'm gonna take them down. Yeah. And he he yeah. gets his own a. a apprentice and he starts taking over the underworld um so -hmm. like all of the like spice traders all of the black market stuff he starts just one by one just hitting all of the mob bosses and Mm -hmm. he eventually ends up taking over mandalore um yeah and once he kind of does that then he's raised enough stink for uh emperor palpatine to be like okay i have to deal with this now um and he comes and he kills this guy's apprentice uh and just again leaves him for for dead which is uh besides rebels like we we see him leave like for dead we see him in season two of Rebels, and then yeah, we see him in uh, in Solo, and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh shit, what is going on here? So, like my 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 understanding of all of that is like, after Mandalore was taken over and Emperor Palpatine came and kind of fucked up all of his plans and stuff. <laughs> um, th- my guess is that's when the Empire stepped in and mm-hmm. started their academy and all of that stuff. And then that's where Sabine, who must have been a child at, you know, at, yeah. at that time, uh, then signs up and is like, yeah, I don't like these guys. Peace. I'm getting out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she, she has a really interesting past of just like... You came from Mandalore at a time when it was going through a lot of changes, a lot of turmoil and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So, fascinating. Yeah, and I really like her role as an artist. Like like I've said, I don't know very much about Star Wars, but I think this is the first time I've seen somebody use like non-combative, non-strategic methods of rebellion. Like, she's, of course, she's fighting, but also, like... Oh, she can do like rebellious graffiti. Space Banksy too. Yeah, yeah, and I liked that aspect of it. Like that was something I I hadn't seen before. So Space Aladdin and Space Banksy walk on to a starship. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about the visuals of this show? Because I the actual style it's animated in was kind of. It was distracting that, like, the front of their hair would move in the wind and the back of their Which hair would did. not. <laughs> it's. But I like the designs. Like, I like the actual designs of all the characters. I'm a lot more used to it because I've seen mm-hmm. Star Wars Clone Wars, like, three or four mm. times, you know, all the way through all six seasons. Um, they've come a long way in animating stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So this looks fantastic compared to what season one of the Clone Wars <laughs> looked like. Um, mm-hmm. But 
yeah, I mean, there there is still small stuff. It's like, yeah, the back of their hair. But do they really need to animate the back of their no. hair? You know, they. I I think the thing that stood out to me a lot in this is the lighting is usually really great. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's super fantastic. I I, I think there was uh, there's a scene when Ezra is getting onto a ship. I forget which episode it is, but it's. Uh, it's one of the ones that has like the elevator platforms that come da- 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 down, and then they yeah. they hop on that and it, it goes back up in in the ship. And mm-hmm. I I remember the first time I watched it, that scene stuck out to me. I don't even remember exactly when it, so it didn't stick out enough, right? And it's it, like <laughs> it's like it's not an important scene, but it, like it was a scene yeah. that I looked at and I remembered the lighting is really good there. Like holy shit, like that looks awesome. Um, but yeah, and like same thing this watch through. It was just like this is really cool. Like this looks really fantastic. Um, yeah, their 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 expressions are are really funny. A lot, yeah. lot of times when uh, when Ezra's in the temple and he has the he has the vision of yeah, yeah. Kanan and the Inquisitor fighting and they'll do like these super fast cuts to their facial expressions yes. as, as they're like ugh, ah, ugh, you know and Kanan's facial expressions Expressions are the yes. goofiest things in the world. He's just like, it's terrible. It's very cartoony sometimes. Sometimes it's almost like too broad, but then this is a show for like younger kids. Like, I guess those classic moves, the classic, like, oh, I'm embarrassed. I've like, got my arm behind my head. Yeah. I'm doing this to you in oh, the camera. You know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's like a kid's first introduction to this. They are kind of playing it bigger, playing it broader. Like, yeah. this is our teaching tool. We need to go a little slower. But yeah, I liked a lot of the little movements everybody did. There's some bit in some episode where Kanan is like sneaking up on a bad guy. Like the bad guy, like, pokes his head out of a door or something and then suddenly Kanan is there and Kanan like flashes a peace sign at him and then immediately punches him and it's so fast and that moment is great (laughs) surprise it's me five stars Um, and I think my favorite part of the visuals was that the entire crew had like a unifying color scheme except for like they're all kind of in like (laughs) yeah yeah they're all kind of in like indigo and like green and orange and then sabine's got that like really vivid flash of pink on her i loved sabine's design she looked like a living hot wheels car (laughs) yes (laughs) that's yeah i thought that was neat like they don't have a uniform they're not like the x-men or something they're not all in like the, the blue or the black and the gold yeah but they and it's not purposeful but they just kind of all look similar to each other and oh, I just thought that was a really neat touch. Like, they didn't have to do that. And they didn't go too far in them being, like, super individualistic, like, Power Rangers y. Like, this character's color is this, and this character's color is this. Mm-hmm. And they're not, you know, like, a, a uniform, but they're, they're unified. Yeah. And I, I liked that a lot. I feel like that was really an appropriate visual choice that went along with the story they were telling. Yeah. What did you think of Lando? Lando was fun. I did 
when he shows up, it kind of took me out of the story for a bit because even not being a huge Star Wars person, like I growing up, I knew all the characters in Star Wars. Uh-huh. I still knew who they were. And whenever I'm watching a Star Wars story and some iconic character shows up and has to introduce themselves, it takes me out of the story for a bit. Like, whoa, like, I know who Lando Calrissian is. Surely you must also. (laughs) You must have heard of me. He was fun. I like the little inclusions of the the classic characters. I feel like they didn't overdo it, but it was, like, just enough. Yeah, we we know at this point uh, Obi-Wan is an old man he's off being old mm-hmm. old man ben uh, <laughs> taking care of luke uh we see senator bail organa who has leia um and yeah we, we see lando and i guess what i didn't notice when i first watched mm-hmm. this because i i didn't really pay attention to the card game that he's playing but it's yeah. the same one that he's playing in Solo. It's the exact mm-hmm. same g- g- game. Um, they even make a pit stop to uh, the same m- m- mining planet that they go mm-hmm. to um, yeah. in, in Solo, um, which, which is neat. But uh, yeah, like I, 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 I really like lando in this because he's at the time where now he's beginning to be the character that we know yeah and he's starting to get mining equipment which is basically what he's doing when he's in cloud city like he's Mm -hmm. i I think he's in control of like all of bespin or who knows what you guys can Mm -hmm. correct me um (laughs) But, yeah, because, like, in Solo, he, like, they're all, like, against this mining stuff. But then by the time we see him in the original m- movies, he's, like, in charge of this entire yeah. mining town. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, he he gets that, that puffer pig cow-looking thing, <laughs> and he's like, yeah. this is gonna start me into mining. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, that's so cool. Like, this, he, this is where he starts. This is it. This, right now. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that was neat. Uh, what did you think? L- let's let's talk for a bit about the villains. Yeah. Uh, we get a glimpse of Darth Vader twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, once at the start and once at the end there. But for the most mm-hmm. part, he's hired the Inquisitors to hunt down the remaining Jedi in mm-hmm. case there are any more outs there. Because um, at, at this point, they're so few and far bet- between. If Darth Vader was the one going out there, he'd be wasting all, all of his time, right? So he's just like, all right, mm-hmm. here you go. Um, what did you think of the Inquisitor? He was neat. Like, I don't know if he's anything very special. Like, I feel like he's a type of villain we've seen very often before, but he's a really great execution of that. And I think it's like... Agent Callus is like the guy with the crazy the beard shops. that's that's chasing after them. Yeah, like I don't know if they're anything particularly original, but they're very good versions of the character types that they are playing. Yeah. And I'm interested to find out if they do have like cool stuff lurking around in their backstories that we'll get to find out about later. Yeah. Uh I d- I don't remember if the inquisitor actually dies there or not. 
Hmm. I don't remember at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think there are more than one inquisit like they they oh, okay. are they are they are the inquisition so to speak they're the ones mm-hmm. like interviewing people where did you see the jedi you know uh, <laughs> which is a, you know a big play on the spanish in inquisition um so i yeah i i think he's just more of like a throwaway force sensitive character kind of loosely mm-hmm. you know hey you're on the dark side obviously but you're not Sith, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that's an interesting thing. Um, there is a weird connection that I made to my f- oh. my because my old coworker who was big into Star Wars. I saw the Inquisitor and I was like, I wonder who he is. There's an episode in Star Wars Clone Wars where mm-hmm. Anakin and Obi-Wan get trapped uh, and Ahsoka get trapped on this planet that they didn't even know existed. It's not on any map. They don't know how they got there. Um, just, yeah. And the planet is occupied by three individuals, the father uh, and then, like, the brother and sister. And okay. I, I, I don't remember if that's exactly what they're called, but that's along the lines of what they're called. They're not actually given names. And it's more mm-hmm. just like the father, you know, it, it's it's it seems yeah. more like like the father, the son and the Holy Spirit type of thing. Mm-hmm. But they are kind of the embodiment of the force. And mm-hmm. uh, long story short, the brother ends up getting out of balance and going really, really evil. Uh, and there's th- this whole thing of like Anakin is shown a vision of the future in which he becomes Darth Vader and kills all of the Jedi and all of that stuff. Oh, and he's like, all those younglings. Yeah, and he's like, uh, no, like I would never. I mean, he, like he's horrified that that's who he is supposed to be. And then they wipe his memory, so he doesn't remember that. Um, but. There's there's a scene where the brother character, as he's going on his evil rampage, like turns mm-hmm. and looks at the camera and looks almost identical to the Inquisitor. Um, and I like I pa- I paused it, took a picture, and I took a p- picture of the Inquisitor, and I sent it to to my 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 friend. I was like. What is going on here? <laughs> Something is not right, which I I don't think that ever actually panned out or uh, did mm. things like that. But it's still just a huh, interesting. Yeah, same yeah. kind of character model. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I like I I thought the Inquisitor was menacing enough. Yes. Whereas. It was the first season. I think they knew because they had Disney's money that they were going to get mm-hmm. more than one season. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I yeah, I, I think that idea of having Darth Vader kind of looming in the background was this, oh, there's, there's some bigger, there's some bigger fish out there. There's always a bigger fish, yeah. as, as Qui-Gon yeah. said. 
Um, mm-hmm. And and so I I think that made the whole thing more menacing because if 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 he was literally the only bad guy, the Inquisitor, I don't feel like it would have been good enough. Um, yeah. Because how did you feel about the ending of this show, or not this show, but of season one? I liked it. I feel like it ended exactly where it should have ended. Like here's. The big reveal. Here's the big. Like it's interesting that they call Ahsoka the fulcrum, because the fulcrum is like that's what a scale balances, balances on, on. If yep. I remember my simple machines mm-hmm. well enough from second grade, she's more of like a weight. Like on one end of the spectrum, you've got Darth Vader, and at the other end, you've got Ahsoka. Like they're both the heavies for their respective sides, and they're kind of leading up to like a bigger battle and. I also like that the rebels had no idea there were other rebel cells. Like Ezra's like, we're a cell. Do Did you know we're a cell? Well, that's the thing. Is Ahsoka's not a Jedi. She mm-hmm. very expli- Well, she was kicked out and framed for murder. Uh, yeah. And uh, then when they realized that it wasn't her, they were like, oh shit, we're sorry. Uh, <laughs> you can c- c- come back now, and she was basically like, "No, fuck you guys! Like, you didn't tr- 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 trust me. Like, as one of mm-hmm. your own, like you, you, you guys screwed up big, t- big time, you know." Um, and so she decides not to re- re- return to the Je- Jedi, and she, mm-hmm. like that, that moment when she reveals that she's talking to. Anakin um, mm-hmm. as, as he's like well, why won't you come back and it's this super emotional moment Aww. and it's like one of my all time favorite moments in Star yeah. Wars history it's so good um, mm. and and it's it's this it's this emotional moment of like hey we've been through so much together like, like why can't this continue and mm-hmm. at the same t- t- time, they have this moment of like, uh, like Anakin to Ahsoka goes like, "I know you weren't the p- perfect Padawan. You were always kind of rebellious and did the you know did your own thing. So I I, I understand you." And then mm-hmm. Ahsoka to Anakin is like, "I know what path you're actually going down," and I. I understand you, you know, um, and so it's just like, well, we'll go our separate ways then. Um, I didn't even think about that—that that she has to like, oh yeah, that's right. She was He's still her master. She was Darth Vader's Padawan. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, um, she has to go fight her her sword dad. But uh, but yeah. So I mean, the, her being the fulcrum is. Her, when I mentioned that, that there's this like gray area in between, mm-hmm. that that's more oh, of what yeah. she represents. Of this, I'm not a Jedi, but I'm certainly not a Sith. I want to have mm-hmm. that balance, and right now we're out of balance in the sense that the Empire has taken over, and it's more bad than good. So she's on this side for now, but she's also not a Jedi. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, you know. So she's yeah. she is there to kind of balance things out. Um, but 
you're right in 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 the sense of like she's eventually kind of leading up to a big confrontation with with her sword dad as as you put it <laughs> yeah i think of all characters in terms of different forms of dads <laughs> sword dad hey there sword dad <laughs> um but yeah like i i don't know if i felt this, especially watching it again, I, I don't know if I really liked the finale of season one. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I, I think it was more of the like, well, they knew they had money, so yeah. they were going to kind of do something else, you know. Um, it, I mean, it, it ends on a fairly happy ending. You do have the big fights mm-hmm. with the Inquisitor, right? So, I mean, there are the elements of like a good mm-hmm. finale and stuff, right? I I just don't think it hit for me. I don't think it was climactic enough. Um, mm-hmm. Which is, I I think my one complaint of this show. Like it, you you start to like. There's this awesome family d- dynamics. There's awesome characters. We really want to get to know more about them. We've started to uncover this stuff, and it's actually interesting. And I want to know more. Uh. But then it just kind of ends in this, like, okay, well, they killed the bad guy, and now what? <laughs> I I guess they can join yeah. up with the other rebel cell. Like they, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like it also could have been like, well, if they ended the show there, it's the story of how like the rebels first got started, yeah. kind of, or, or like how you know how one like you you follow one cell but um yeah i, I don't know it was, it was it was a little bit lackluster for me mm-hmm. i don't know huh. i really like that big final lightsaber duel i'm i am always down for a good dramatic duel in a room that has no business being as big as it is yeah <laughs> like, when I did see Star Wars when I was a little kid, what I retained the most... The lightsaber is the fights. Ar- ...is the architecture. Interesting. Yeah, just the insides of Empire spaceships is what stuck with me. The settings stuck with me. Mm, and I wasn't... How lovely it took was me a- Tarkin's office? <laughs> it was so empty and bland. It was terrible. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Just like those massive dramatic spaces that do not exist in real life. Like, you know what a hallway is, but this is like a hallway times 20. Wait, what's a hallway? This is the granddad. (laughs) This is the granddaddy of all hallways. And this is where they're going to fight. A super hallway. I don't know. Something about that stuck with me as a kid. And now that's like what gets me the most still as an adult like it took me a little while to really get into the show and i think the first episode i was like okay yeah i'm really on board with this is the first episode where they sneak into an empire spaceship and i'm like okay the setting is where i want it to be like i don't like desert planets Uh i like big unnecessary corridors where no one can have the higher ground 
Yeah, yeah. And there's just giant, there's just like a walkway in this huge empty space. And I don't know why there's a huge empty space in the middle of the spaceship other than that you can fall into it. it I think it was one of their like engine rooms or like reactor Oof. rooms. So who even knows? Whatever. But yeah, it gave me what I wanted out of Star Wars, which is like a high platform you can fall from. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's that's cool. That's good. <laughs> I I had a lot of fun rewatching this. Yeah. That's good. I I own all of the Clone Wars uh six seasons. I, I have the collector's edition for seasons Ooh. one through five. Uh, and then I have season six on Blu-ray. Nice. Uh, and oh, and I also have the like prequel Star Wars Clone Wars movie. Yeah, the Genty Tartakovsky one. No. So he he did a Clone Wars series, like mini series. Okay. Okay. Um, and I guess he, like shortly after is when they started up the cartoon, but to uh-huh. kind of pitch it to get funding and stuff they made like a feature length movie as like the first episode and it's literally how ahsoka and anakin meet okay Um, and how they 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 give their their nicknames to each other because he what are those he he calls her snips because she's really snippy (laughs) and sarcastic and she calls him sky guy uh, you know he's supposed to be this hot shot cool dude he's like oh, okay sky guy i really like that um yeah but uh it's good i i, I don't have rebels yet because obviously i have not seen all, mm-hmm. all of it so i'm hoping to catch up this next week or so and figure out what's what's happening because i want to know mm-hmm. so bad yeah, yeah, I'll catch up with this at some point, too. For sure. Any final thoughts? Ah, uh, no, it was a good old time for... Especially coming from me, somebody who does not really know very much about Star Wars. Like, you don't have to be a Star Wars fan to still get, like... It's a fun space action adventure series with a cute little colorful family. Yeah, and space Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let me ask you this: Did did this show make you more interested in Star Wars at all, or are you still just kind of I like it? It's good. I think a little bit more interested because okay. even sort of simplified the way it is for like a, a young adult TV series. Those operatic notes still of hit. Star Wars, yeah, they still hit. Now, like. I need to go learn more about these on, like, a real, more mature operatic level, and they'll be even better. Yeah. Um, so the character, last thing f- f- from me, the ca- character that they get a lot of their information from, Vizago, who's, uh-huh. who's the dude with the two horns. Yeah. Um, he's he's kind of like a pirate. Uh, in Star Wars Clone Wars, there is another character who is, like, that archetype um, of the, like, space pirate, and he's so much better. Yeah. 
It's amazing. <laughs> and he sounds like Antonio Banderas. It is great. Oh, he has this like that does sound good. this like I I I, I hesitate to say fake but this like over extravagant mm-hmm. spanish accent yeah. but as if but while speaking english um, <laughs> so it's 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 really funny so go mm-hmm. check out the clone wars too because i absolutely love that show it is fantastic and there's six seasons so you can binge all of it and it's great mm-hmm. good stuff good stuff go check out star mm-hmm. wars rebels though um if I'm not mistaken, I think I don't know if the season that just ended was their last one, or if they still have one looking, more or not. The the show uh, is looking at ending. the episode title. Yeah, looking at the episode title, it sounded very much like a series finale, but I don't actually know. They've announced their new show after this called Star Wars ah. Resistance. Um, mm-hmm. I forget. I when was I forget exactly when it's taking place, but I think it is more closer to the newer movies that's coming out because i think mm-hmm. uh i think there was an image of like a bb8 style droid in 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 there so they're wanting to update things some and be like well let's you know the kids have now seen all of these new movies let's make them like that so yeah star wars resistance i believe is what it's is what it's called so Mm -hmm. hopefully that will be good too i'm excited yeah cool uh i think that about wraps us up for this discussion we are about to Mm -hmm. decide what we are gonna do for next week and melissa it's your turn to pitch stuff Uh uh-oh she's grabbing her notes i'm scared now uh I have a theme for these three pitches, and it is Heroes of the Midwest. Heroes of the Midwest. (laughs) Yes. I don't have anybody from my home state of Missouri, but I have representatives from my neighbors, Kansas, Iowa, and Illinois. In a world where all the heroes come from the Midwest. (laughs) So, to represent Kansas is, of course... Clark Joseph Kent, our Superman. Okay. And for for the Superman story, I have selected All-Star Superman, the graphic novel Grant written Morrison. by Grant Morrison and illustrated by Frank Quitely. Yep. And I saw the animated adaptation of this once, and it's a really interesting kind of strange story uh, where very good Superman... Too. Yeah, like Superman, he knows his death is imminent, and it's like what he does with his last couple days on Earth. Okay. Yeah, and I I was intrigued by it, and I'm really curious about the original source material, so we can read the All-Star Superman graphic novel. Sure. And pitch number two, our hero from Iowa is James T. Kirk. Okay. And for him, I've... And for him, I have selected the film Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan! Okay. Yeah, I wanted to watch some of the original Star Trek TV series, but season one is 30 episodes long and they're all an hour because TV was completely different in the 1960s. And I'm like, I have no way to break this down. I mean... Let's watch one of the movies. CW still does like 24 (laughs) episode seasons and they're all an hour long, so hasn't changed that mm-hmm. much yeah uh i this is a movie i think stands on its own pretty well you 
if you know the basic concept of Star Trek and the basics of who the characters are, that's all you really need to know. Essentially, this is about Khan, who is a villain from Kirk's past that comes back on a vengeance mission and demands something called the Genesis device, which will create an entire new planet because his planet got destroyed. So he's like, whatever scientific purposes you had for this thing, goodbye. It's mine now. I'm just making my planet again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sounds good. And pitch and, number three? Uh, representing Illinois, you don't have to be a giant space hero to still be a righteous dude. We are picking an everyday hero. We are picking Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay. <laughs> the John Hughes movie about a teen who does not want to go to school that day and how he cons his girlfriend and his best friend into joining him on just a mad romp around Chicago. Not all heroes wear capes. That's <laughs> Sometimes they just wear weird sweater vests. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I would actually be totally down to do Wrath of Khan because I haven't seen it yet. Um, mm -hmm. Namely, because I never grew up on Star Trek. And so it's one of those things that, like, when I do a deep once I finally do a deep dive into it, I'm going to watch, like, everything. Um, yeah. So I, I've, like, stayed away for the most part. Um but I feel like that'd be a little weird just after having done Star Wars something. So, not Wrath of Khan. Mm -hmm. and I know all the Star Trek fans out there are yelling at me and disowning <laughs> me. Um, either Superman or Ferris Bueller. <laughs> They're so similar. Yeah, uh-huh, totally. Um, goodness gracious. I don't want to do Superman. All-Star okay. Superman. Yeah. Th that sounds good. Because I've, I've mm -hmm. seen the animated version as well, but it was a long time ago. And I remember yeah. liking it, but I don't remember it at, at all. Um, <laughs> so, and Grant Morrison is hit or miss. Hmm. He's very meta. Yeah, that's the impression I've gotten from like what I've heard about him. Uh, if if on on your own t t t time, you should go read Grant Morrison's run on Animal Man. I've heard that is like legendary. It is. Um, and Paul and I did an a a a an episode um, of the previous iteration of this podcast. It's so hard to explain. Like it's it's a review show, but it's not a review <laughs> show, and it's called the whatnots but our our like yeah. company is the whatnots but it's not the mm -hmm. company per se so mm -hmm. our old podcast which was just simply yeah. the whatnots um is <laughs> it, it, it was basically this the review show uh but we did mm -hmm. an episode on grant morrison's run on animal man and i think it's only like 24 issues it was written mm uh late 80s around like 87 88 ish um but for being an older comic it reads very fast but it is incredibly meta it's 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 a mind fuck it it will, yeah oh dogs are going after the mail oh they heard you say animal too many yes. times animals squirrels where who 
Um, <laughs> but no, it, it's it's kind of a follow up to Crisis on Infinite Earths too. So if you read mm-hmm. Crisis and then go right into Animal, right into Animal Man, it works out really mm-hmm. well. Okay. Um, so yeah. Side note, but All Star Superman. Mm-hmm. That's what we should read for this next week. Uh, Good. That being said, time for all the thingamabobs. Uh, thank you guys for joining us this week. Uh, if you were on the live stream, we had some people er- earlier on uh, that were asking us some some stuff. So thank you guys for joining. Uh, you guys can watch us live every Sunday at noon Eastern time. Um, and you guys can catch that at thewhatnots.com slash live streams. And if you could give us a follow on Twitch, that would be very lovely. Um, if you missed the live stream, this will be up on YouTube and as a podcast the following week. So fret not. Uh, go like, share, subscribe, do all the things you need to do. It helps us out a ton. If you retweet our episodes or share them elsewhere, um, you can follow all the updates for this show on Twitter at the Whatnots, uh, and you can find me personally on Twitter at Hush three fifteen. Melissa, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at WilkyWit W I L K Y W I T. Perfect. Uh, go read All Star Superman by Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly for this next week, and join us next time. Uh, this has been the review show. We will see you guys next week. Bye. May the force be with you.